My jungle will lure you in, with paths that are deceptively apparent, and secrets that will never be uncovered. Silver starlight may show you the way, shape-shifting shadows will lead you astray. So open your eyes, I shall show you a world etched deep in my mind, and free from your kind. Only the greatest explorers of the unknown, those who are willing to lose themselves can unravel the enigma. For the essence of the jungle lies not in being found, but in getting lost. Welcome to Thorn's Jungle. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Thorn's Jungle. Hope you're all having a good week. I had a uh, pretty interesting day yesterday. I um, got called out to a, um, like a construction site. They're like developing houses and stuff and I had to check some uh, tree hollows to make sure there were no Carnaby's black cockatoo nests in there uh, before they bulldozed the trees. Uh, it sucks uh, seeing this bushland and knowing it's about to get bulldozed to build houses for us filthy humans but at least they get people out to have a look make sure that no endangered animals like the Carnaby's black cockatoo is uh, are nesting in that area. So we got the drone up there, checked out some of the hollows. I even climbed some of the trees and had a look and didn't see any nests. So yeah, interesting little day looking for endangered cockatoo nests. But I hope uh, your week's been good. It's raining here in Perth. Uh, we're sort of just getting the last of the uh, winter weather because we're now in spring so we're having some nice lovely days but also some nice rainy days you know I love the rain now this week's episode of Thorns Jungle is a monthly episode of the Pant Hoot podcast I said uh, about a month ago that every month I'll do a primate heavy episode because primates are awesome. So I've designated an entire segment of the podcast called the Pant Hoot Podcast to primates. And this Pant Hoot Podcast, we're going to be talking about macaque. The monkey, guys. Macaques. The monkeys. God, he's a sick-minded. <laughs> now, a lot of people don't like macaques because... Most of their experiences with them have been probably a negative one. <laughs> uh, because the thing with macaques is they are so urbanized, so a lot of people come in contact with them. Um, and macaques are the widest distributed primate other than humans. So they are found uh, throughout. Well, for a primate, they are so widely distributed that they only come second to humans in the way that humans have spread throughout the world. And macaques are found in North Africa, basically all of Asia, and even Gibraltar, uh, and which is called the Barbary ape, or Barbary rock ape. Now, they're not actually apes. Uh, the macaques on Gibraltar don't really have a tail, they've got a tiny little nub 
Um, so they do resemble apes in that aspect, but no, they're actually macaques. And they, they also don't know whether or not the Gibraltar macaques were put there by humans or managed to come across that northern part of Africa to Gibraltar because you can actually see Africa from Gibraltar and vice versa. So a lot of animals do make it to different land, uh, bits of land and islands through what's called rafting where they will uh, sort of become isolated onto a uh, like a big blanket of vegetation and drift over and you know colonize different islands. Uh, so that's one theory, but they were most likely put there by humans. Um, yeah, the old Barbary rock ape. That isn't actually an ape. But there are 23 species of macaque, which is quite a lot for, uh, for primates. I mean, if you look at... Um, if you look at apes, I mean, there's like maybe three, two, three, four species of each ape. But with monkeys, there tends to be quite a few species and subspecies of a particular monkey. Uh, so like baboons, there's five species of baboons. Uh, with your langurs, um, which aren't necessarily just the Hanuman langur found in India. Uh, I'm talking more about like your lutangs, leaf monkeys. There are heaps of species of them. Uh, so macaques, 23 species. And probably the macaques that most people are familiar with are the like the long-tailed macaques, also called the crab-eating macaques, or the rhesus macaques, which are used a lot in laboratory experiments and research. And they tend to be sort of your generic gray or tawny brown color. And you know, they're pretty easily recognizable because they are quite plain looking. I mean, if you picture monkey in your mind, what a generic monkey looks like, you'll probably come up with a macaque, like a uh, long-tailed macaque or a rhesus macaque. Uh, and long-tailed macaques are probably by far the, the macaque that a lot of people have run-ins with when they're overseas uh, in Asia, Southeast Asia, because they are the ones that tend to hang around the temples, tend to hang around touristy areas and rob the tourists blind. And I've fallen victim to a macaque robbing plenty of times. <laughs> uh, but you also get macaques that look very different, where they look very exotic, much more exotic than your, than your general long-tailed macaque. Uh, you've got the lion-tailed macaque that's found in um, the Ghats region of South, South India. And these are probably one of the coolest looking macaques, actually probably the coolest looking macaque. They have, a, they're like black, and they've got like a white silvery mane, like a lion, and also a tail that's got like a bushy end on it like a lion's. Uh, they're really cool looking monkeys, and they are a macaque. They're quite a small macaque. I mean, macaques range from quite small sort of around, you know, a couple of kilograms all the way up to about, you know, 18 kilograms, which is about the size of a medium-sized dog. Uh, I've seen some 
butchers butchers shit <laughs> uh, long tailed macaques in my time like big bruiser of a macaque like you know you, you see them walking around and the males the sexual dimorphism which is like the difference between a male and a female and it's quite prominent in most macaques especially your long tailed macaques because the males will be double the weight of the females but in actual fact with uh, macaques it's a matriarchal society so it's run by the females you'll get a large number of female macaques in large groups of you know anywhere from just a few all the way up to like a hundred and most of them will be females and then you'll get a few younger males younger females and obviously your big ass males that sort of just sit there breed with the females and make sure you know nobody messes with the group and these are like from my experience like the bigger ones sort of come in when there's a sign of trouble and the females are sort of getting angry the f the males will sort of wander in and you know make sure everything's all right attack people <laughs> because that's what macaques do and my brother and i my brother scott we, I mean, we've been through, you know, Borneo, when we are filming three of, three documentaries, Scott was with me, uh, Penang, Peninsula Malaysia, and Borneo, and we've all had experiences with macaques, both of us, on each one of those filming trips. Uh, Penang, there's a beach called Monkey Beach, and it's a very, uh, it's named well, let's just put it that way. <laughs> because there are monkeys on there and they can be a little hostile uh, and a little nefarious when it comes to stealing people's stuff um, and on one scene in Temple of the Viper uh, which is the name of the documentary there's a little snippet of the macaques basically attacking us jumping off the trees like you get a little bit too close to them and sometimes they'll just go nah I don't want you here and other times they'll come up to you and start fishing around in your pockets and things like that. But you, one thing I've learned with macaques, don't try and stand up to them. If you're trying to walk past them uh, without being noticed or without them coming up and accosting you, just be confident, stand up tall and staunch like you would when you're walking around the gym, you know, flexed and just walk confidently pass them with haste the moment you're a little scared they go all right you're a victim now we're gonna rob you we're gonna jump on you we're gonna have sex on your head because that's what they do it's happened <laughs> um so yeah stand your ground but do not like try and yell at them or swing at them and swat at them because they've got the biggest balls on any primate they will come after you the moment you do that they don't care how big and strong you are how loud you yell at them they will come at you and they will attack you and they do have big canine teeth so they will bite you so just give them the respect and walk past them uh, now I'm pretty sure macaques are the only primates that have become invasive 
in certain parts of the world. Uh, so in Florida, there are populations of macaques, uh, rhesus macaques, that sort of have become wild in Florida. Now, this isn't the first time that invasive animals have become feral in Florida. I mean, Florida's renowned uh, for having invasive animals like Burmese pythons, Nile monitors, iguanas, things like that. But they also have primates. They also have rhesus macaques. Um, and these are macaques that have escaped or have been released by people that have had them as pets or from research facilities. And they do sort of wreak havoc on the ecosystem because they eat things like uh, pink pigeon eggs, which are, a, I think, a threatened or endangered bird. Um, and also, they're not meant to be there. So, you know, like foxes here and feral cats here in Australia, they're awesome animals when they're in their own environment, but when they're in an environment that's foreign to them, uh, they will eat, you know, they will eat other animals. They will take over territories of animals that should naturally be there. Now, macaques are mainly frugivorous, so they eat fruit, but man, I, I've seen some macaques eat a lot of things that aren't fruit. I mean, they will eat insects and things like that. And I think in Malaysia, the, the pigtailed macaques on average eat, I think it's about a hundred rats every year they've been noted to eat. So they will eat rats. And I remember once being in Malaysia uh, and there was a gigantic orb weaving spider. And it, well, it would have been about the size of my hand. And there were a uh, group of macaques in the same tree. And I was standing quite close to this orb weaver and sort of admiring its size and its web. And next minute, this baby macaque comes down and looks at it. I'm like, oh yeah, he's looking at it too. And then it just grabs the giant spider in its hands and just starts munching on it. And like sucking and like it's chewing on it. And I could see the spider's legs going into its mouth like, you know, you're slurping up spaghetti. It was bloody gross. It was so gross. And I was, it was like a foot away from my face as well. Ugh. Yeah, it was gross. But macaques are so um, adaptable to basically any environment. And that's why most people are familiar with macaques because they are the ones that are in cities, are in parks, are in tourist uh, locations, are in temples. And they are so adaptable that a lot of them become reliant on human urbanization. And a perfect example, I saw this recently, only a couple of nights ago, that in the monkey forest in Ubud, uh, Ubud is a real forested tropical part of Bali, and there is a monkey forest there, and it's really cool. There's statues that have, and bridges that all have, look like they're overgrown with jungle, but you come there to see the monkeys, and you know, you can buy a bunch of bananas from people there, and you know, get mobbed by the monkeys uh, but because of the COVID that Bali's tourism is out the window and they rely 
a lot on tourism in that country, well, in that uh, district of Indonesia. And um, so the monkeys are starting to spread out of the forest and have started raiding people's houses and shops because they're so reliant on the tourism and the people feeding them and also the people that work there feeding them that now they're not getting as much food as they normally would so now they're raiding people's houses nearby houses and farms and things like that so they are reliant on humans in some places uh, which which does suck because no wild animal should be reliant on a human to feed them you know that's getting into human territory where humans are so bad at being an animal where you know 99.9% of humans if you release them into the wild would would not survive long term no way and you know it just it sucks to see wild animals getting like that but also in that same breath they are one of the very few animals that do very well when it, in human areas a lot a, most primates don't you know human humanization and urbanization is like the main problem when it comes to uh primates like orangutans humans building and urbanizing around the area bulldozing the forest for palm oil plantations is the sole reason why we're losing orangutans and they are at threat of being extinct and that goes with all the great apes all the great apes are endangered or threatened uh so the macaque is the opposite it thrives around people especially long-tailed macaques and macaques are also the most northern distributed so as well as being the most widely distributed primate uh, other than humans it's also the most northernly distributed primate other than humans and the Japanese macaque is a perfect example is the most northern primate other than humans uh, they're also called the snow macaques and you've probably seen photos of them sitting there in the hot tubs in the hot springs you know they are so clever where they go alright I'm freezing my ass off here there's a natural jacuzzi right there I'm jumping in you know how clever is that I, you know I'll be I'll be the same I'll be I'll be in that hot tub poaching poaching away especially when you see it, it's all snow around them and it's very unusual for primates to be in areas where there's snow um, but the Japanese macaque has adapted so well to it they have thicker coats um, and they take advantage of the natural hot springs but another interesting thing with these Japanese macaques is they are the subject of what's called the hundredth monkey effect and it's a pretty interesting theory but it doesn't have much scientific weight to it but what basically what happened is there was a Japanese macaque called uh, Imo and she started washing sweet potato in the ocean and eating it so it was also it was cleaning it but also giving it a salty taste and started eating it and the other monkeys saw her doing this and decided to do it as well now the theory goes that once it around a hundred monkeys learned this behavior 
And they also did it with rice. They would wash rice and the good rice would float to the surface and they could just collect it and it's clean now. But the theory goes that once a certain amount of animals, monkeys in this case, learn a certain skill, it will subconsciously or like group consciously be spread to other populations of monkey on the island of, of Japan, other parts of Japan. And, and it happened. Uh, so this was happening on an island. And the only way for the monkeys to get to the mainland to teach the other monkeys how uh, this learnt behaviour was to swim across the water. And macaques do like water, but they're not long-distance swimmers. But also, it, it was only within like a few years that the entire populations of macaques on Japan were washing their sweet potato in the ocean. Um, and there was no evidence that any monkeys left the small island off Japan to teach the other monkeys on the mainland. So it's called the hundredth monkey effect where, um, you know, everything is linked via a shared consciousness. And once a certain amount of animals learnt this behavior, it will just, you know, kind of psychically spread throughout other populations that are have no contact with these monkeys to be taught this behavior. It's a theory, and it's really interesting. I actually love it, but it doesn't hold much ground scientifically, uh, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was kind of popularized in the 70s, but this behavior was actually witnessed as far back as the 50s. Now, all the ma Japanese macaques on Japan do this behavior. Um, but... I've had lots of run-ins with macaques in my time. Um, you know, I was, being in Perth, I've spent a lot of time in Bali. And Bali has a few monkey forests. There's one in Uluwatu, one in Ubud, as I mentioned earlier. And they all have monkeys that come up and jump on you if you have food. Or they try and nick stuff off you. They try and steal your phone, your camera, your sunglasses, your hat. Uh... And I, every time I go to Bali, I visit the monkey forest just because I love monkeys. And, you know, they they come close to you and I love seeing other people's reactions. Uh, last time I was there, Jesus, that was nearly bloody... It was about a year and a half ago, nearly two years ago. It was probably the longest time I, I've been... I haven't left the country. It sucks, bloody COVID. Uh, but last time I was there, I saw this... <laughs> this girl get absolutely owned by a macaque. Um, I couldn't help but laugh. I mean, it didn't bite her or anything, but it was like swinging off her ponytail like Tarzan on a vine. And yeah, just just harassing the shit out of her, basically. And yeah, I got a little chuckle out of it. Um, but in Borneo, when we were filming the bear cat of Borneo, my brother and I, we're walking through the jungle and these logs are hitting the floor right in front of us or all around us. And that happens in the jungle, you know. You get what's called widow makers, which is when there's been a flood, logs will float down and get caught in trees and the river will descend. So you've got big logs hanging up in the trees, like three or four stories high, that just fall down every now and then. Also, trees in the jungle do just fall down. Um, you know, in a strong wind or storm, 
they get weakened, the roots get weakened and they just fall over. So we just thought, okay, they're just widow makers that have fallen out of the tree. And these logs are getting pretty damn close to us and they're big enough to kill us, you know, they're thick logs. But it turns out it was pigtailed macaques up in the canopy, didn't want us there in their area, feeling threatened by us, and we're jumping on these branches and snapping them off uh, right above us, wanting them to fall on us or near us. So they were trying to kill us. They were trying to murder us, these bastard things, which I love. I'm just, I'm saying that uh, endearingly <laughs> because Scott, my brother, hates them, hates macaques. And he can be a bit finicky around animals. You know, he's very flinchy if something lands on him. And, you know, I don't blame him for being a bit intimidated by the macaques because they are intimidating. Uh, so he doesn't like them. He, he hates them. He, he avoids them at all costs. But I, I love them, you know. It's a love-hate relationship where they, are, they can be such assholes, just like people can. I'm not saying they're assholes, but I'm saying they can be, just like anything. They can be assholes. Um, but they're just bloody hilarious. I love them. I love the way that they're just these... They're just like the Denister menace of the primate family. You know, raiding houses. They, they steal. And I know in India, uh, they have these problems with the Hanuman Langers. They can be a bit like that, but nowhere near on the scale of like macaques, especially long-tailed macaques. Uh, where they'll be in groups of a hundred just sitting there like, you know, like street kids just wanting to cause trouble. And at the Monkey Forest in Ubud, it's really cool. There's like really cool ponds and fountains with like statues coming out of them. And you'll see the macaques running up the statues and diving off into the pond and then swimming back and doing it again. You know, they're playing in the water. It's really cool. And in Bali, man, it gets hot. It gets hot and humid. So you'll see them sitting there uh, in the pools, in the little ponds, chilling out, cooling down. They're so crafty. It, it's really cool, you know. They're just, they're Bart Simpsons. You know, you, they're little menaces, but you got to love them, you know. And I've said this before. I always know I'm in the jungle or in a tropical area uh, or a place I want to be and love if I see monkeys. Because monkeys to me is just like the symbol of the tropics, the symbol of the jungle. You know, you hear monkeys or gibbons, which are actually apes. You hear them and you see them and you're like, okay, I'm, I'm in a cool area. I, I, you know, I'm somewhere close to a forest or jungle. I'm seeing monkeys. This is... They're fucking monkeys, man. Monkeys mean the jungle. It's awesome. Unless you're in Japan, where they live in the snow. The polar opposites of the jungle. But you know what I mean. You know, so I don't mind getting accosted by a monkey here and there if I just get to see him and get to see how cool they are and get to witness some of their hilarious, interesting, clever, uh, sometimes sophisticated, sometimes just plain sexual assault. Because, you know, I've, I've seen it. I've seen them. Like, they'll land on your shoulder and next minute they got a, they got a stiffy cranking and it's right next to your face. And you don't want to push them off because they will get 
hostile, so you just got to sit there and let that thing be near you, <laughs> in and around you, not in you, all right, around you. But I remember a funny time, like, I'm a hairy man, you know, I'm, let's face it, it's no secret, I'm a hairy bastard, and a lot of times I'll shave my chest hair, trim it, because, you know, enough's enough, it's practical joke thick. Um, but there's one time, actually, there's, there's two funny stories, three funny stories, I'll tell you. One time, I went there and I'd shaved my chest, and a big male, large male, uh, was sitting on my on my lap, and he grabs my uh, shirt and peels it forward, and he's looking at the stubble from my chest hair growing back, and he's like touching it with his uh, finger. He's like, "What the hell is this? What man shaves his chest?" That's what he's thinking. And he's touching it, and he turns out he doesn't like it. So next minute, he, there's these two giant canine teeth lunging at my face, and I have to sort of like push him off. And he, he's coming at me, you know. I was like, hey, 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 you know, all right, I'll, you know, I understand. I'm a man, and I shaved my chest. I'm sorry, I won't do it again. And then another time I'm there, and I haven't shaved my chest, and I'm hairy as fuck, you know, furry. And same thing, big male macaque sitting on me, peels my shirt forward and he's looking at my hair. He's like grabbing it, grabbing my chest hair, running his fingers through it. Turns out he didn't like it because now I'm too much like him. Now I am a monkey that is covered in hair that's a lot bigger than him. And I'm threatening his, uh, his territory here. So again, it lunges at me. You just can't win with them. Shave the chest hair, they don't like it. Keep the chest hair, they feel threatened because we're just big monkeys, pretty much. We are apes and didn't like it. So third story with macaques. Um, so when you, buy, when you buy bananas off the, the locals to give the monkeys, the macaques, um, they'll come up and snatch them off you. So I had a bunch of bananas, and of course, you get the greedy monkeys that will try and grab the whole bunch. So I peel a banana and give one to them, and I've got the banana peel in my hands. This monkey that was a little late from snatching the whole bananas comes waddling over, grabs the banana peel off me, and he's looking at it, and he's like peeling the empty banana. You know, he's looking. With every peel that he sees there's nothing in the skin, he's looking at me like suspiciously he'll peel it again he's looking at me next minute he peels it and realizes it's completely empty he slams it down and lunges at me like you you bastard you doing the old empty banana stitch up on me i'm coming for you and he lunged at me <laughs> but you know that's why i love macaques because they are so they're so interesting their behavior is hilarious and it's always a thrill when they jump on you or being in the middle of the jungle when they're trying to kill you by chucking branches on you. Or what I call the jungle rain. I'll come out of my tent in the jungle. I'm like, ah, it's raining. I love jungle rain. Look up and it's a macaque having a piss on you. Ah, you gotta love them. Them little rascals, don't you? <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's my... Panthood podcast on macaques and they are my favorite monkey because of this because 
I've I, I hold them dear to my heart because of everything that they symbolize you know it's so cool seeing them in these uh temples like the little guardians but burglars as well little thieves and they are probably the primate i've had the most experience with just because they are so widely distributed so in most parts of asia i've been to there has been macaques um i think every asian country i've been to i've seen macaques there whether it be pigtown sorry fuck just burped whether it be pigtail macaques long-tailed macaques um Reese's macaques oh that's another thing I forgot to tell you about on Sulawesi there is the crested black macaque that looks so much different again than your normal macaques and your Reese's macaques long-tailed macaques pigtail macaques they are jet black and they have like a little mohawk and they even have black skin, black faces, black hands, black fur. They are so cool. And it's one of my... It's de- very high on my list to go to Sulawesi and hang out with the uh, crested black macaques. Um, just because they look so much different to your normal macaques. Uh, and also on Sulawesi is an animal called the babarusa, which I've always wanted to see. They look like pigs and they have tusks that grow through their top jaw and sort of circle around like they're and they they look hairless and wrinkly but they're really cool babarusa which is actually uh bahasa for babi meaning pig and rusa meaning deer so pig deer deer pig so that's high on my list is to get robbed by the sulawesi black crested macaque but yeah google it google these macaques google the lion-tailed macaque and the sulawesi black crested macaque and just look how cool they are. All macaques are cool. Um, which is why they deserved to be the main subject of the Pant Hoot podcast. Now, I hope you are enjoying uh, the podcast so far. Um, if you could do me a massive favor and go on whatever app or iTunes podcast and just rate it. The more ratings I get sort of the more access other people have you know I don't know how the analytics and stuff work but it become more accessible when people search for certain subjects on podcasts and preferably give me a five star come on five stars do us a solid and give us a five star rating thanks guys I'll see you next week on another episode of Thorns Jungle have a good rest of your week and uh yeah Keep safe from them macaques. Peace.